So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here is the answer. I'm A.G. Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom, and uh, this is a 15-minute Friday, which we haven't had for a while. I apologize. The 15-minute Friday, I give you an update on our operations, our businesses, our investment strategies, what we're doing today. The purpose of this is to show you that we practice what we preach. We put our money where our mouth is and to give you an insight. I try to do this to make it more than just podcasts that is just theoretical or you hear the same stories over and over and over again from people about how they built up and became you know, financially free. I want to give you tangible, tactical things that we're doing so you can see how the sausage is made, so to speak. It's important for me to do this to almost like an accountability thing to you guys because I've listened to so many podcasts and uh, that was one of the things that I thought was always missing. It may not be as exciting, right? I know that you guys love to hear the success stories, but I do this for the people that really want to understand better our credibility and what we're doing and how we're doing it. So I hope you guys like these. Once again, we do these for free. So leave us a five-star review. Give us a review because that's how we know that you're liking this and we'll keep making this kind of content. If not, I guess people don't like it. We don't have to, but we've had great response. So please leave us a review and let us know. So I want to hit a couple things because I know the holidays have gone through. We have all had a wonderful chance to relax in its new year. And everybody is like ready to tackle it, ready to kill it. And we're actually going to make for the, I believe it'll probably be the next week after this, we're rolling out our more of a New Year's Getting Started podcast, which I think you guys will really like. And it'll be talking specifically about how you set up goals to achieve them. So you're all trying to get out there and kill it. It's the same with everybody. I don't necessarily do New Year's resolutions because I already have a formatted plan that we're executing. But even if you don't do New Year's resolutions, it is a great time of reflections, reevaluating, right? And uh, and I think just more of a time that we all get off. Work stops as much. I still went into the office during the breaks because I always go into the office. I get very, very antsy. And so I, 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 I enjoy what I do. I like to do it. But it is a time for us to sit back and ponder and reevaluate and change. So not that that's the subject of today because it's not, but I wanted to tell you about some things that we have changed that started not in the New Year's. It started a few months ago, but we were more preparing it for this year. Most of the things at New Year's that were changing is already started a couple months prior. So it, it, it's we're rolling different things out, different strategies and tactics into the New Year's, but we didn't start them in the New Year. And this is one of those things. So you guys, I uh, what we hear a lot from you guys is you're trying to level up. It's a time of change. You're ready to make change. The last year, you know, it seems like we're always perpetually in that, right? I, I've always been in that. And times change. We have to change with time. I had a client that I worked with, and they had a wonderful quote when you came first thing in their office. And it said, the successful companies are not the biggest. They are not the smartest, 
but they are the ones that are the most willing to change. I can't even remember who said that quote. I need to look it up and let you guys know. But that's always rang true with me in life. And two, let me be clear about change. I'm not saying the end goal, what you're striving for. I'm not saying change who you are, right? But the path to achieve what you're trying to needs to adapt with the circumstances that you're in, the opportunities that lay before you. And uh, that being said, that had kind of been for last year, I knew that what had got us to this point wouldn't get us to the next point. So we need to make some changes. So I started a company called Cedar Creek Wealth. And the principal function of that company is to, we're utilizing a few partners, is to tackle larger deals that maybe we didn't want to tackle solely on our own. And so we are looking at getting investors and doing some different things that we'd never done in the past. We'd done partnerships, but this would be to actually, we created a system to find deals, to capitalize on those deals, and then to fund them. And it's been a system that on the self-storage side, um, I know me and Connor have talked about that, my co-host and self-storage income on how we were setting that up. And we will talk a lot more about that because a lot of times people have these goals that they're trying to achieve, whether you're trying to invest or start a business, economically speaking, and you can't get there by yourself. I never have achieved any success by myself and we've never, no one ever does. So this was in order to reach these much larger aspirations and goals of mine. I needed more help and I needed more people to come in. And that was the point of Cedar Creek Wealth. It was it was a vehicle for us to tackle big deals. And we're already working on a portfolio of multiple facilities that would be a large deal that we'd bring people on. And it's really exciting. One of the other things that we had to change is the market has changed. And a lot of you are seeing this. First of all, the outlook, we have now hit the longest bull market, the longest stretch of expansion in the United States history. It is official. We're not talking about stock markets. We're talking about economic expansion. It is over a decade now. We've never done that in the United States. Now, it's true. Markets don't die of old age. So it's not like there's a time that they tick and go out. But markets don't continue to expand forever. Expansions and contractions are natural. They're supposed to happen. um, And they're forced. If they don't happen, we force them to happen. That is done through monetary policy. Quick note on that. I don't want to blow over anybody's heads. I want to give you context for this because it's important. You have short-term and long-term debt cycles. Debt cycles are simply uh, money supply and how much money is coming in and out of the markets and how much money the government is allowing to be in the markets and at what price. So they have a few levers that they use to contract and expand money supply in the form of interest growth, uh, in the form of debt and controlling the price of money through debt in the form of interest rates. Interest rates have been low. Lots of money has been going into the economy. We've had expansions that have needed to be because of the past and how how much we were struggling in. But inflation, as inflation creeps up with expansions, because that's what happens during expansions, right? Inflation comes, price of assets, goods, services all increase. They need to stop that before we get runaway inflation. 
they do that by contracting the money inside or raising the cost of money in the markets. That contraction equals a slowdown in the economy. That doesn't mean necessarily that it's bad. Once again, inflation is bad. It's a balancing act that the economy is going through, and the government is trying to make sure things don't get out of control, and so they control the money supply. So if we get rapid inflation, how they, you know, Paul Volcker, who was a Fed chairman, he's the rock star one. He's, you know, I think a lot of people's heroes that are as nerdy as to have a hero that is the the federal (laughs) chair, but uh, the Fed chair, but we were facing in a period of time of runaway inflation and he just like literally let interest rates go and interest rates skyrocketed. They went to 18%, but it was effective. It ended up killing inflation. It brought us back down and uh, created a time, a boom time. And he, that was in the 80s, which led to the 90s and so forth. And he's credited a lot to creating more of a balanced system. All The only reason I'm even bringing this up and why you need to understand that is the fact that when inflation comes in, they now know how to stop it. And you stop it with letting interest rates rise. And so as you're combating these things, this affects jobs. This affects investments, assets. People go bankrupt. They make you know billions. You have wealth transfer during these cycles. And unless you want the wealth to transfer out of your hands, you need to be aware of what's going on. And so we prepare for these things because I don't want my wealth to leave my hands and be transferred to somebody else's hands. I would like to keep it. I would like it to grow. So with that, we we monitor the diversification of our assets and where our income and revenue is coming from. Okay, We're starting up other companies and we diversify through asset class. We do not diversify. We, we diversify within the asset class. So I have multiple facilities and multiple markets, so I'm diversified, but I don't consider that true diversification, right? A lot of people did this in like stocks or the housing market, which makes no sense because when big trends turn, the asset class all falls, right? So because you had a house in Boise and one in Phoenix, both houses lost money, right? Because you had two stocks, because I owned Apple and I owned a coal mine stock and Well, when a stock market crashes, all stock markets fall. So we try to diversify our revenue, our income through different asset classes. I want to hold things that are made in service. So we have a brokerage insurance company, which we're building up, and that is um, paid to us through premiums that companies pay for insurance. And as long as people are providing insurance, we get paid. Okay. Then we have our storage income that's bringing in that we are expanding. We're trying to diversify and grow that into other markets in the United States. So we're busy diversifying that. The insurance side, we diversify with clients, um, but they're two totally separate asset classes that don't correlate. Um, it's one of the reasons we've been successful is because when one asset class is doing great, we take the returns and put it into the other. So you have insurance, we have our self-storage business. We also then um, are major owners in a software company, a SaaS business. And then we also have product sales online. Once again, this is to diversify the revenues coming in to try to make sure that we don't get over leveraged, that we're not too focused. And as the market fluctuates and cycles, that we are prepared for these things. That is really important to us because that's out of our control. 
I have no control over what happens in the future. So to prepare for it, I try not to get over leveraged in debt. So we are very conservative and I don't use, and the only way I utilize debt is within real estate. I do not use personal debt. I don't have credit card debt. I don't have debt on my cars, nothing like that. So real estate is the only function. And even within that, I never go over 60-40. Our total debt ratio is under 50%. And that's in our storage facilities, cash flowing. I don't have debt in the insurance business. I don't have debt, you know, that kind of stuff. So we are preparing in this year. We were looking into the next year. It's a good time to take a gauge of where you're at. And we needed to grow our businesses, but we wanted to do it safely. Well, I could either leverage up and take that money and buy more facilities, or I could just go in with other people and I could create a new company and we could invest on other people's behalfs. So that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to really ramp it up though. We wanted to, I, I want to build something amazing. I'm out, you know, I'm one of those guys that is just more than financial freedom. I, you know, I'm an empire builder. I, I'm, I really, really love building and engaging. So Cedar Creek Wealth, we're rolling out this year. We're just getting done all of the filings and docs and the attorneys, everything. That's what we have been doing a, a large port of the last uh, portion of the last month. So I know this is longer than 15 minutes, but I wanted to give you guys an update in this new year where our focus is, what we're trying to do. We have our online companies, the software business, which those are managed by Rock and they're managed by Lance Watkins. We had him on our self-storage income. I manage the and run our insurance business and I manage and run our self-storage business with my partners. And then Cedar Creek Wealth is our new one, that uh, investment company that I will also run and manage. They're all within our core competencies, the ones that are not, we place other people. That's what's going on in my life. Plus, you know, I have four kids and other things that I also do. But we get there because we're surrounding ourselves with good people and good partners. And for the new year, we really want to expand our network and our friends and the people that we work with that help us get better and achieve amazing things for you know, society, for other people. You know, we want to leave a legacy. And that's really, really important to us. Uh, me and my wife, well, not, I say me and my wife, my wife owns a school. Um, and she's doing development projects. She's expanding that. We're developing property for her, and she's paying me to develop property for her school, and that's another big thing we've got coming on this year that they're expanding. They've got to have room for hundreds of kids in this school that she started, and, you know, we do that. We put money into that, and um, that's we don't get paid on that, but that's part of our legacy, you know, that we want to leave for our kids. And we just know how important it is getting started in education. I mean, that's why we do the podcast. This information, information is how you take control over your own life. Good information means good decisions, which mean good outcomes. Bad information means bad decisions and bad outcomes. And 90% of everything that you find online, on TV, everything else is crap. It's just, it's it, so much circumstances that we put ourselves in is horrible circumstances. We want to make sure that kids have good circumstances where they're getting good education, that they're getting the tools that they need to build a life and a world that is better for them and other people. Well, that's, that's how I view capitalism. That's how I view this. 
freedom, financial freedom means you have the tools to build the life that you want. That's all coming into the new year. It's all really, really important to us. What we're talking about, we're hope that we're presenting you guys with the information and the tools that you need to create you know, the desired life that you want. That's, once again, the great thing. I, the thing that I hate about politics, the thing that I hate about all that other crap, they don't, they're, none of them are interested in us. They're not interested in our outcome. They're just trying to force their opinion and their beliefs upon us, one way or another. I don't care what side you're on. Where economic, uh, economic freedom is different, right? The information that you're given and the information that we give you are tools to you to build the life that you want. That is financial freedom. It is true freedom. You know, politics doesn't free anybody. It doesn't give us anything. It just makes our life worse, I feel. And, uh, you know, I think we're all feeling that right now. Whereas if we can teach people how to build and how to create, they can have the freedom and live the life on their own terms without ever influencing what they want. Obviously, I'm just really passionate about that concept because I'm a firm believer in it because I've seen what it's done in my life. So we hope this is helping you guys out. I'm excited for the new year, excited to, uh, for you guys to hear the next podcast um, that we actually focus on setting up goals and how to go through the process to achieve the outcomes. So let us know. Give us a five-star review, guys. Thanks for everything. And once again, too, thanks for your guys' emails that you're sending to us. We put that stuff into the podcast and into the content. We're creating it for you. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at Cashflow with the number 2freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.